Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth and dwelt among us. What was his life like here on earth? How did the Savior live his final days before his crucifixion, a day that changed the world forever? Join us on the Struggles We Grow From podcast as we look at the life of Jesus. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about Good Friday and why exactly is it good? Because this is a a dark, heavy day. Jesus, the Savior of the world, you know, put yourself in the shoes of people who were living during this time. You know, Jesus, the one who who healed them. Um, hi, sweetheart. Jesus, the one who healed them. Jesus, the one who who ate with them and loved them and and had a relationship with these people, were teaching them is going through all of this right before your eyes mm-hmm. and you can't do anything to, to stop it. And, you know, we, there's been people in our lives that have died, bad situations, bad circumstances, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And especially because you can't see why it happened. You can't see past it. You're just in this moment. And so yet only Jesus can make something that is so dark and sad and heavy be good, mm. right? That's right. So, as you can imagine, on this Friday, a lot of things happened in this day. And so, I'm going to do my best. Just stay with me. And I'm going to just go through all the things that happened on this day. Um, and then, at the end, give you, like what I've been doing, give you the scripture references to go back to. And again, all of this will be in the description box. Um Below, if you're listening to this as a podcast style or video, it will be there for you. And again, I'm sorry. This is the middle of the day. We have kids, so we're just going to, we just going to roll on, okay? So, we have the trials of Jesus on this day. And so, we have the first trial um, where I think, I mean, it looks like Anna's, but I think it's, an ass. <laughs> hey man. He and, is one. You know, we were talking before and we were just giggling, but um he's looking for an accusation and basically biding time until the Sanhedrin is gathered at the high priestly villa. So Jesus goes for goes through this first trial. Um, just, you know, looking for accusations, looking for things. Um, and then he goes through a second trial, which is this one is before the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin are there. Jesus is condemned mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and that's hard. And do you want to, like, kind of go through, like, if people do not know what the Sanhedrin is. Yeah. Like, just kind of overview of what the Sanhedrin is. So super high level overview of what the Sanhedrin would be is like religious leaders. So you had your Pharisees and then you had the Sanhedrin. Um, One of the things, if I remember correctly, you asked me a question right on the spot. So if I remember correctly, the Sanhedrin did not believe in the resurrection. So they still consider themselves of the Jewish faith, but they did not believe in the resurrection. Or it might have been the Pharisees. I'm not 100% sure. But there were two camps of religious leaders. There was the Pharisees and there was the Sanhedrin. They do not like each other. 
just to give you like context of the entire gospel is that they do not like each other, but there are many times where they find themselves working together to get Jesus. Hmm. So kind of like religious government. Mm-hmm. That's well, you have to think in this day and age, literally almost anywhere besides, you know, Western culture, the religion of the the state or the country has a large influence into how it's politically ran. So that's not like a mistake. It's not because we're defective. It's because if a if a group of people value religious principles or they value morality that they find in their religion, they would build everything that they can around that. So that's what we have in the Jewish culture is, yes, they were under Rome occupation, but they had their own set of laws and precepts that were all formulated around the religious governance. And this is just thinking about our life here is we can very easily think that you know, leaders and government, oh, they have so much power and authority over me. My life sucks. Everything's horrible. Yeah. But the reality is it appeared that way. It appeared that they had um, this authority and rule and governance over everything and anything that happened. But the reality is that it, they didn't over Jesus. And that's something that we have to remind yeah. ourselves of a lot even though it appears and it feels like, I'm so sorry, our children were just. He just locked the door too to make sure that Harper doesn't open it again. He's he's trying to be a good big brother. Oh, he's so funny. All right, so he goes before the Sanhedrin at this point, these religious government leaders, um, and he's condemned. Now, then he goes through a third trial, and this is immediately at dawn. And during this trial, is when Peter denies that he ever knew Jesus. He denies Jesus, betrays Jesus. Um, this is that one where he denies him, and then Jesus sees him off in the distance. Yeah, and this is the third time. So we said before, Peter denies Jesus three times. Thrice. And during this third trial, isn't that funny? The number three, um, it's important. The number three we see all, the, all through Scripture. Um, but... During this third trial is when Peter denies Jesus for that third time. Mm-hmm. Jesus looks upon him at this point. Can you imagine being <laughs> Peter? Um, and then there's this, you know, condemnation that continues to go on, like, you know, that's happening to Jesus. Um, and then Jesus is taken to the Romans. Mm at the end of this third trial. So then he goes on to a fourth trial. And this is probably the most, I don't want to say famous trial, but most common. People know about this one a lot because this is where he is brought before Pilate. And if you've ever seen like the Passion movie or like this is a very big scene like Mm -hmm. in this movie, Um, he's brought before um, Pilate then he goes through a fifth trial, and this is when he's brought before Herod. Um, and then he goes through a sixth trial again, brought before Pilate again. Um, and during this trial, 
This is a big one because this is when you've got the crowds of people and um, you hear the cries of like, crucify him, crucify him, um, crucify him or we will tell Rome is what a lot of them were shouting. Um, and then at the end of this trial, Jesus is finally turned over to be crucified. And, and if I remember correctly, you know, Pilate really didn't think that there was a reason for him to be crucified. And he was like, you know, I want to wash my hands of this because um, he did not see a reason why. Mm. Um, and that has to be hard. And also during this trial, in the background, you have, um, you just hear the mockings of like the Roman soldiers, um, the crown of thorns being placed on his head and just dug into his skin. Um, you also have Judas hanging himself at this point. Um, basically, you know, committing suicide. He couldn't live with what he did, betraying Jesus and watching all of this happen. And it just, the pressure of it all on his shoulders of, you know, I turned him over to them. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, this is all that's happening. And it's hor. I mean, we have, you know, prison and our people being arrested is not meant to be comfortable. Like it's meant to suck. suck. So hopefully you don't do it again. Or, you know, we need, there's some people that just have to be off of the street restrained because they are a threat to everybody around them. And they're just not safe. Yeah. Um, psychopaths, murder, like all these things. So it's not meant to be comfortable, but let's take this, from like what we see today, like let's take it to like the thousandth degree. I mean, these people were like stone cold. I mean, this is back in the day where like, I mean, there are people stoned in the street for, you know. So, yeah, like we, you know, we've seen the movie. I don't know if you've seen the movie. You've seen The Passion. I've seen it. Um, that movie's very graphic. And I think it helps us put ourselves there. Um, that like we can't really imagine and yeah. really know and understand, but it's just bad. Um, so Jesus then bears his own cross on his shoulders and is walking to where he's going to be crucified, um, which is around 9 a.m. is what this says. That's probably speculation. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that cross, it was big. It was heavy. So you've already endured all that you've endured. Um, the mocking. And you hear stories, you know, of people in prison and the guards, the officers. And I'm sure out there there's good officers but a lot of officers that are in prison or arresting people, taking people to jail, they will miss, some of them misuse that power and they abuse and they, and they are just doing not good things because they can, 
because who's going to say something about it? All the, they have their own, they have their backs, all the officers, they got everybody's back. And is anybody going to believe their prisoner? Mm. No. So they can get away with stuff. And again, imagine this here. They're abusing that this power that they seem to have in this moment, yeah. you know, against Jesus. So, you know, we don't know all that went on, but you can imagine the abuse. And, you know, we think words seem so small, but you know, words can cut deep to us. Yeah. So they're using their words. They're, they're beating him. You know, there's parts in this in this movie where they're like they've got the they're beating him but they've added like sharp things to the end so they beat and it goes into his skin and they rip it out and you see that so he's yeah. bleeding his body again we were talking about you know taking communion his body is broken and all of that with a purpose though so right like the cat of nine tails that's what a lot of people call it um that was that had bone glass clay tied into the the actual whips it was like nine mini whips but if you remember isaiah writes by his stripes so the stripes needed to be added Mm -hmm. so that we may be healed yeah everything had a purpose but mm. so that's happening to his body. And then on top of that, he's got to carry, you know, the cross that he's going to die on. Knowing that's before you, your body is bleeding, it's broken, and you're carrying this. And you're also carrying it in just in front of people. You know, people are lining this this road, the street on the way, and they want to see, you know, like... It, you know, we all want to know what's going Everybody on. Everybody gets out their phones when a fight starts. You know, we all want to know. We want to be in the know. So when it's over, women's like, oh, I saw it. You know, let me tell you what I saw. You know, they're all out there mm-hmm. watching it happen, looking at it. And a lot of these people that are watching this happen, that were even shouting, you know, crucify him, crucify him. Some of those are the same people who were just waving palms mm. and celebrating him, loving him. Same people. Um, and that's just to say that that we do that. We, with our mouth, say, Jesus be glorified. And at the same time, you know, in scripture saying like we commit adultery against God and we, we then we turn to the world and we love the world. Mm. And we think the world can give us things that we want. We do that same thing. Where are you getting that reference from? See, you asked me and I <laughs> Hosea. Yeah, but there's also a place in the Gospels too. Mm-hmm. No, Romans. No. There's a... There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of places in scripture where God talks about he's a jealous God and that we commit adultery. Mm -hmm. You know, we are supposed to be one with God. Like Jesus and the church is one. Marriage is a picture of that. Husband and wife is one. And when we turn to the world and latch on to the world, but we also have our hand over here in God too, we're committing adultery. Yep. So 
Anyway, that's something else for another time. However, what I also thought was very interesting as I was researching what was going on in this day is we see in scripture a lot that the number seven is very important and that seven means completion. Mm-hmm. Right? Correct? Amen. Okay. So there are seven sayings on the cross that Jesus said. And so I'm just going to read those for us. One was, Father, forgive them. Can you? Um, I don't know. I don't think I could say that ever, honestly. I mean, there are things that are that happen to us outside of our control that, you know, we're working on years of being able to say, mm-hmm. you know, I forgive them. And in that very moment on the cross, he's saying, Father, forgive them um, for they know not what they do. Another saying that he says is that saying of like today, you will join with me in paradise. And he's talking to another person that's on a cross next to him. Um, We have a child. Hold on, son. Then we have um, the saying where he says, woman, behold thy son. Mm -hmm. So that's three. Four, my God, my God, you know, why have you forsaken me? Um, His fifth saying is, I thirst. And if I remember correctly in this moment, they do not give him water. It's like vinegar mm-hmm. um, that they give him kind of on a sponge. I dip it and like send it up to him because he's really, he's very high. Um, and then sixth, he says, it is finished. And then last, the seventh saying is into thy hands. I commit my spirit. So I never knew that. That, you know, that there were seven sayings that he said on the cross I thought was really, um, really cool. Mm. Just special. Yeah. And then we see the death of Jesus. Um, At 3 p.m., the veil is torn and the rocks rent. Some graves are opened up and, and the people rise up and they go into the city And we see, you know, Jesus's side was pierced. This is important. Um, The Passover lambs are slain in the temple. And by sundown, Jesus is buried. So, yeah. That's a lot. It's heavy, right? Like we finished that and it's like this, you know. So why is this so important? I think is the question that we need to bring back to is because there's so much that we could talk about in this passage of scripture. And this is literally John 18 through John 20. Two chapters in the in the book of John is where all of this is covered. And it's important that we begin to talk about it or at least ask the question why. You know, what the cross represents is the, is the absorption of the wrath that you and I deserve. There had to be violence and atonement against sin. I know that's probably uncomfortable to hear, is that we usually tend to think of God as, well, he's just this huggable guy, and all like violence had to take place. Wrath had to be poured out. There was no other way 
You can't be redeemed. You can't be a victor in Christ. You can't be restored. You can't be ransomed. You cannot be loved in Christ unless there was violence and wrath against sin. There was a punishment that was due, and that's what this cross represents, is the punishment that was due for me, for you, for you who's watching or listening. That was the punishment that you deserved. So we call this extremely traumatic, horrifying day Good Friday because we realize that we, none of us, could bear the weight of our own cross to bring us back to God. And again, that, you know, I want to point out the Bible and and all of this is not about you. It's not about you. We can easily look at this and some people preach this way, you know, oh, Jesus loves me. He loves me. I'm valuable. I'm in those things are true. But we can easily flip this to it to it being all about yeah. us. Yeah. And it's not. It's bringing God glory, bringing Jesus glory, because we know the end of the story. We know what happens on Sunday. So to us, this is this is the good news. This in itself. Sorry, I'm yelling. This in itself is the gospel. So when we say the gospel, we're talking about the God. This is it. This is it. Jesus dying so that if you would believe in him, that you don't have to. Mm. Now, and that's a whole another thing. Are you going to physically die one day? Yes. Mm-hmm. But you're, that spirit that we've talked about before, we're spiritual beings and flesh. When God created, that's how he created us. Our, our spirit, like it, it lives on. Yeah. It's the eternal separation. Mm-hmm. So your soul is going to be around for a long time. Even if you don't believe in Jesus, your soul will be around a long time. Because there awaits a place of gnashing and weeping, of fire and brimstone, of all the things that are undesirable, of all the things that you try to escape in this life is full of that. So it's not like, well, if you're not in, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're just annihilated. We're not annihilationists. We believe that there is two outcomes for the spirit, a favorable outcome in the restoration in the presence of the father mm-hmm. or an unfavorable outcome marred and marked by pain and suffering. Mm. That nothing in this life, this is the thing that I don't think people understand is that there is nothing in this life that is like the suffering that awaits in the next. Mm. Yeah, like I sit here and, you know, so many people, like we see, it's sad. Like we see these suicides and we see all this because in their mind, they're like, nothing can be worse than this. I just want to end it right here and I'll, and I'll be done. And that, that is not reality. 
Like I sit in my times of dark depression and those times where it's dark. Like I don't want to be here anymore. I'm tired of this. I just want to be with Jesus. Like the reality that like what I think is bad, what you think is bad that you're going through, like doesn't even compare to the agony and pain. Because again, like our life here, like on this physical earth is like this tiny speck in the, you know, in reality, in the terms of reality. Mm-hmm. Reality goes on and on and on. So like, yeah, it's so easy for us to just get so fixated on the here and now, but we have to have this kingdom mindset. We have to have an eternity mindset and preach that to ourselves often because the world's not going to do that for you. Nope. Culture, the songs you listen to, the other YouTube videos you're watching, all the other things are not pointing you to that. That's why you got to get up in here. Oh, goodness. But, you know, I think this is a good place to, to end this, this on. And, again, we can call this Friday Good Friday because we know, we know the end of the story. You know, like, thank God that Jesus took on the punishment that you deserve Mm -hmm. a lamb went into the tomb Mm -hmm. but a lion came out Mm. all right guys thank you so much for joining us here on the struggles we grow from podcast if you look down in the description below our website will be linked there we also have merchandise if you want to shop with us or if you're loving our podcast Um, I highly encourage you, if you're just checking us out for the very first time on YouTube, you can actually see like 70 plus episodes that we've done prior and years prior on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can go go check us out there. Um, We encourage you to, to stick around and we're so excited that you're here and we will see you back here. Yep. Next time. Bye guys. Bye.